Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we're going to look back over 2021 and see our top 10 things of the last year. Happy New Year! Let's get ready for these stories and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Granvivanco. And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. Equals H, as you know, exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the purpose of this, ho- uh, this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners and supporters, informed according to what the life and ministry here in Ecuador is looking like. Yay! We want to keep very, very informed and happy, happy new year, everybody! 2022! Can you believe it? Wow! We made it. We made it. We made it. It's 2022. (laughs) Um, We have our special guest, Caroline Williams Allen, with us. Hello (laughs) again. Hello. Welcome, Caroline. Hi, everybody. Today's podcast is dedicated to the top 10 of 2021. We are so thankful for this year that um, has come to a conclusion and are ready to look forward, but wanted to celebrate some of the highlights with you of this last year. Whoop, whoop. You guys ready to go? Ready. Ready. Okay. The first one is that we survived a school year. (laughs) Amen. We survived a school year very different to anything else that we've known before. Absolutely. Not just us, but our coordinators and families and students. Students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on a personal level, that's that's a huge, (laughs) huge, (laughs) exciting moment. But we mean that in the 20... 20, 2021, that's a lot school of 20s, year, yes. that school year was a year, that January was a year ago, and that all of, including my own children, all of Ecuador was still online for the remainder of the mm-hmm. entire school year. And the fact that there are at least 70,000 students missing from the public school Ugh. system in Ecuador. Wow. Um, from if you that statistic is taken from the number of kids enrolled in the fall of 2020 um, and to current day over 70,000 students are missing, but not mm. the 340 that we were able to support for that school year. So that is a huge huge gift and huge um, thank you out to our supporters who helped make that happen. It's a huge blessing that we can be part of a program that is making the difference Mm -hmm. in the lives of these people and their communities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And speaking of making a difference, our number two, relief funds. (laughs) Y'all supported us in incredible ways, not only through providing micro scholarships, but also providing relief funds that we were able to distribute to our ministry sites for things like food (laughs) for things like food and the basic things that they need to live toilet paper yes some of the families as we said before too some of the families um the only regular income that they have is the equals age micro scholarship yes and and north americans don't freak out he doesn't mean income it's not income for them it does 100 percent all go All go to the schools. But yes, that that is the only thing that they could count on, that their students were able to connect online. But we also had the relief funds to be able to help provide groceries, medicine, transportation. Tech uh, for school. Uh, tech yes. and technological things, internet for school to keep their students in school and to keep mm-hmm. them fed. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love about Equals H that, you know, it meets the real need. It, it's the actual need that is there right at that moment. And so the ability to be able to pivot from complete educational costs to just mm-hmm. meeting the needs of the families right in that moment was amazing to be able to witness. Absolutely. It's what a gift. Um, number three, virtual short-term mission teams. Woo! Wow. <laughs> I made the top ten list. It's pretty yeah. exciting because we had a lot of them. <laughs> we had a lot of them. And we've seen we started this as a plan with an idea and just thinking of, okay, let's do this. We can do it. Teams are about relationship, and we can still do relationships through virtual things, right? Through mm-hmm. Zoom. God bless Zoom. Mm-hmm. And whoever created that. Yeah, but we, I mean, if you think back, Jorjito, we <laughs> started with the um, the large group of Episcopal Diocese of Upper South Carolina, um, meeting yep. with them monthly uh, a, starting in December of 2020. Wow. If yes. not, not sooner. Maybe you started in December. We had another December. one in August. In August, we had... We had a first virtual team in in August of 2020. That was the first ever. First ever. And then we started uh, monthly calls with Upper South Carolina in December. And then this entire year of 2021, we've had monthly calls with them. We did two um, Lenten programs. Yes. So weekly calls with the Church of the Advent and with the Chapel of the Cross and Chapel Hill. And then just that, that... gift continued. And then other churches like uh, the Pistol Church of Our Savior Rock Hill jumped on board um, doing Compline and creating community over thousands of miles. Yeah. And intentionally creating community. Because Did it work? It worked great. It worked great. At, at the beginning, I was like, is this actually going to work? Like, this sounds good in my brain. In my mind, it sounds good. But is it actually going to work? But yeah, yeah. Got surprised us again. And of course, it worked because people were connecting over Zoom, which is very uncomfortable and very weird, very different, but it was um, very intentional. Everyone was on screen for a very intentional reason and a very intentional attitude, so it was just really good. Um, and, the- and it's been really cool because, you know, not everybody can just pick up and pack a suitcase and travel to Ecuador, and <laughs> so it's given people who don't have that um, opportunity to be able to connect with people here too. So yeah. that's been really fun to watch. It's amazing. And it's super cool that after those calls, after those virtual teams, um, at the beginning we were all like, okay, let's introduce ourselves. Say, what's your name? What's your age? Like what church do you belong to? And all those things. And then in the next ones, then we're seeing people saying, oh, hi, I saw you last time. And, oh, hi. Do you remember I text you for, um, yeah, I, I think, I don't even remember who, who was, but there was a lady that was pregnant. And that um, someone from a virtual team from the States, from another um, church in the States, said like, oh, I'm going to help her and I'm going to be, you know, like I think it was sending something to for Mm -hmm. the new baby Mm -hmm. born and Mm -hmm. things like that. So it was just really cool to see that those relationships that we started at some point, not really sure what we were doing, but they actually thrived. (laughs) It actually worked. Like it it really did. There are three things that I want to... say about virtual short-term teams. One, I remember getting emails after some of the Linton um, programs that we did last March. And one of the quotes was, I spend my whole, everyone was working virtually, if you can remember far, that Mm -hmm. far back. Mm -hmm. Um, A woman said, I work virtually and I'm on Zoom all day long and I cannot wait to hit the leave button. 
but I never want to hit the leave button on these calls. I just want to stay on. Mm, That's awesome. That was so encouraging to know that Mm. it really does feed. And we heard that over and over and over again. This really is feeding our souls. We heard that from the North American side. And then from the Ecuadorian side, we also heard that of we're not alone. Like our friends are still here or we've made new friends. Celeste Bundy, who um, y'all heard from um, last week or the week before, our executive director, she... Uh, came down in October, and we'll we'll get to that. That's on this list too. But she came down and she walked into one of our partner churches here, and people were like Celeste, and came up and gave her a big hug. And that's because of the virtual short term teams. And mm-hmm. she was like, I never thought that this was going to be a positive benefit, but I feel so much better. I have not feel better. I have so much more relationship mm-hmm. because I have spent time with these people, even on a screen. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing about that um, is that um, two of our core partners or leadership in one of our partner core partner sites um, had very, very severe cases, cases of COVID. Um, Fernando was in the hospital for 34 days um, with an ICU mask, and, and it is God's miracle that he is with us. And part of the reason that he is still here on earth and he um, didn't die is because uh he was in a public hospital here in, in Quito. The, there was a private nurse at the bed next to his that was watching him suffer and was watching the nurse on the floor not be able to get to Fernando in order to give him his medicine or to flip him over or to give him the care that he needed. Mm. And that nurse... I'm, I'm good. <laughs> that nurse sent out an, sent out an SOS to... Fernando's family and said, hey, if you guys, we're good, we're good, we're good. Um, if you guys don't find somebody to come, if you don't find a nurse to come be with Fernando, he's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And virtual team people responded. It's yeah. hard, to, and hard they, to remember and hard to talk about. Yeah. yeah. They, they gave financially. And that's part of the reason that Fernando's alive. Like virtual, so virtual teams, woohoo! <laughs> Big fans, <laughs> big fans. Um, uh, number three, virtual teams and the fruit of that. So thank mm-hmm. you to all of you guys who are out there and were part of the virtual teams. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, <laughs> our number four is the fact that there is a vaccine and there's a hope for travel. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Woo! We know that in the United States, the vaccine is very uh, politicized, and there are all sorts of people all over the map on that. But here in Ecuador, um, it has been a gift that over 80% of the capital city is vaccinated, and life has kind of really gone back to some semblance of normalcy, which means the borders are open. You do have to be fully vaccinated to come into the country of Ecuador. That is a, a law that they have passed recently. And you have to have a negative PCR test. So <laughs> it's a double whammy to get in. But there's at least hope. There's hope for that. And there's hope for travel and for teams coming. And we're really, really looking forward to all of that possibility. Come visit. <laughs> hint, hint, week, week. <laughs> um, number five is... Ooh. Number five is Caroline and John. Yay! Yay. Hey, I know them. Yeah, wait, you are them. That's you. You're half of them. Um, huge gift to have Caroline and John join us on staff full time. I was recently telling somebody, I feel like I can come up for air and start dreaming again mm-hmm. because there is that, the help to keep what is on the ground and going, um, keep it going. So it's a huge, huge gift. 
Well, we're thrilled to be here. It's been a long time coming. Amen. And thank you to all of their supporters and supporting churches as well. Amen. (laughs) Um, Number five and a half is the HopeCast itself. (laughs) We created this HopeCast to keep you informed. It was a a suggestion of a a dear friend and supporter. Like, why don't you start uh, some sort of podcast? I'd listen to it while I walk the dogs. Yeah, yeah let's sure. Do that. Why not? <laughs> and we've had so much fun doing it, but we've had also a lot of positive feedback from people. Um, and hopefully, you feel informed and know what's going on in the the ministry that you support. Thanks for listening. Number six, college graduates. What? Well, that's a huge one. Um, of course, Equals H is a micro scholarship program that helps provide to, for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. Um, and we mainly want to do that while the school years, right? Primary school, middle school, high school. And our hope is that these kids start their mm-hmm. um, their journey in education and they know how important it is for them and they can mm-hmm. change their lives, their families' lives mm-hmm. through something else. Mm-hmm. Finding a good job or finding a good way of doing school. Most of them go to public schools down here, public universities. Um, and it's been great to see that they graduate and then they, they are studying and then after that they come back to the community and give back to the community, right? But we have been able to see some of those examples and walking very directly with some students like Marvin, uh, Carlos from Casa Gabriel, and Brenda, mm-hmm. right? Um, they have amazing stories for, for their own, but at some point, there was the some people from short-term teams that said like, oh, I know you, what would you like to do in your in the future? And like, they found their way of, of like, self-sponsoring themselves, you know, like self, self-fundraising. Finding their own sponsor. They, they found their own supporters. Yes, mm-hmm. they found their own supporters. And Equal Sage just worked as a filter to receive the funds and and send it to them. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't just want to hand out the money, but no. we want to be with them and working with them. And they have been mm-hmm. huge uh, partners in ministry with us. And we have been able to see them thrive uh, to the point that now they're close to graduation or already graduated, mm-hmm. right? That's like Brenda, case. who like you Brenda. guys heard from last week as she goes off on her rural. That's a hard <laughs> word yeah. to say for me. So it's really yeah. cool to see that that um, that plan, that little idea turned out into something mm-hmm. very important for us as an organization, too. And we're going to grow grow as they keep growing, too. Right. Absolutely. Incredible. Um, I just want to be really clear that at Equals H, we support the education of those and up through high school. And if you're going to go past mm-hmm. high school, um, we're happy to channel those funds. But you do have to do your own fundraising. And that Brenda and Marvin and Carly, Carlos, Charlie, Charlie, <laughs> Charlito, <laughs> that they have done that. And we have been able to walk with them. Mm-hmm. And they're all three graduating um, in, in this this year. So incredible to see. Yep. A high school education in Ecuador is huge. And Huge. a university degree just opens so many doors. And so it's amazing to see that happen. And for the out of, of the communities that Marvin and Charlie came from, Brenda's situation was a little bit different because we 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 helped support her university so that she could work full time. Well, not full time, but work a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot <laughs> at the church and be Reverend Brenda, even though she's never been to seminary. Reverenda Brenda. Reverend Brenda. <laughs> and, and as we come around to 10, you're going to hear more about the hopes and dreams and goals of what Brenda has been able to accomplish. Okay, so that was six. Number seven, 
We, in October, we had a vision team, a real life team that came into the country. After a year and a half of not having teams? Uh At least. Yep. And obviously teams are so much of a part of what we do. They bring so much life to Mm -hmm. the communities that they go and serve in and they see um, and create relationship and partnership with. And so after a year and a half of of closed doors, it was so wonderful to have those nine people. A little shout out to to the vision team. If you're listening, thank you for coming from EW Process and from St. Mary's in Florida and board members and those just interested in, in knowing what Equals H is all about. So that was a gift. Um, Number eight uh, is our counseling team that came immediately following them. Back to back, overlapping even. That was a fun month. (laughs) How did you feel about that, Caroline? I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. Uh, she didn't like the new overla- friends. New she, friends. She loved the people. She didn't like the overlapping part. It's of true. Um, I I always want to be in two places at once, and I couldn't. It's hard. Yeah. Um, unless you're on the equator, and oh. then you can be in the northern hemisphere I and the southern hemisphere <laughs> at the same time. Um, but so the counseling team, and obviously you guys just heard all about that in um, a couple episodes ago, and heard from Dr. Coleman and Becky and Stephanie, and um, just the wonderful people that came down to pour into. Um, those ministries. Those eight, number nine. Caroline, how about you tell us about number nine? Well, the Christmas cards. <laughs> number nine, um, Christmas cards is such an annual adventure, you know? <laughs> what else can we say? All of our wonderful Equals H students, um, this is an opportunity for them to connect with y'all, with supporters in the States. And so every student writes a Christmas card, um, or this year they were actual letters. Um, to <laughs> Not, I didn't say just Merry Christmas, did it? <laughs> Lots of sentences in there um, to people in the States. And we have the privilege of translating those and um, getting them all ready to send to y'all. So hopefully you receive them if you sponsor an Equals H student. And mm-hmm. um, it's really a great way to tangibly see um, the difference that Equals H is making in these students' lives. They are mm-hmm. so grateful, and it's great to be able to provide that opportunity for, for them to express that and f- to create that connection between the people in the States and the people in Ecuador. It is, and it is quite the process. Every ministry site, obviously every student this year, 350-something students <clears throat> wrote cards slash letters. <laughs> we collect those. We then translate. Caroline did hundreds. We had a team. (laughs) There was a team of people, but Caroline probably did 100 by herself. Um, And then we match them. And if the same student and the same donor are still in the program, they walk with each other year by year. Mm -hmm. And so you get to. And this year we made sure that every Christmas card had a picture Mm -hmm. of the student in it. And just so very, very grateful for that. It's fun. It's I mean, basically an entire week is is just Christmas card week. And so we <laughs> and then we hang out a lot together. Is this person wait, we call them Lennon. Wait, their first name is Marvin. Is it Marvin or is it Lennon? <laughs> um, same person. Lots of glitter also involved. <laughs> yeah. And then our 10, and, and we should say that um, these are not in uh, in any order. These are in, uh, what's that word? Chronological order. Yeah, we started at the beginning of the year, and we've wrapped around the end of 2021. So 10's just as good as one. So 10 and 1 and 5 mm-hmm. are all just as good. <laughs> five and a half. Um, and the, but our 10 is our hopes and dreams for the expansion um, and things that are happening right now. Um, that are catapulting us 
forward. Um, so they happened in 2021, and they're catapulting us into 2022. There are four um, four things that I want to highlight. One is uh, and the ability to connect and impact in new places. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking specifically about the Amadas program. Mm-hmm. If you've been listening the whole time, you remember the interview we did with Hannah Zook, who is the director of the End Slavery Ministries here in Ecuador, and Casa Dalia is the residential program, but they have outreach to men and women in current prostitution. Carolyn and I had the chance to help uh, with those Christmas parties. Um, They, uh, over the last number of years, hold... Um, Christmas parties for these women that, um, that has been in the brothels, but because of COVID and other things, they actually moved out to a public park this year, a covered, mm-hmm. like an urban indoor public park. Yeah, um, like a community center. Like a community mm-hmm. center. And Carolyn and I both went to translate, um, and I'm sitting at a, a table, and there's a nurse um, interviewing one woman on my right and another nurse interviewing another woman on my left. The woman, the, the client, the, the woman uh, in the Amadas program on my right was 22 years old and had a 7-year-old mm-hmm. and wow. a 2-year-old. Wow. The woman on my left was 64, mm-hmm. both of them in active prostitution. And their children and grandchildren, I mean, Talk about desperate and difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Amadas has been able to grow. We have supported the education with the school lists of um, Amadas. Caitlin Villarreal was able to to spearhead that um, a couple of years of being able to help with some of those beginning of year costs. But we have the opportunity to walk alongside um, these students that they didn't raise their hand in heaven and say, hey, I want to go to that family or I want to mm-hmm. go to that school or... I want to go to that neighborhood. They, they're they just born. And, and at a five-year-old, if we can help um, break that cycle of poverty that they're in and break that cycle of oppression that they're in, um, being born into this desperate and difficult situation, it's just really exciting to think of how we can move forward with that. So expansion into new, new ministry sites like Amada's becoming its own year-long program. Um, two, more staff. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have Freedom and Nancy Rodriguez that have just kind of fallen out of the sky. Incredible artists that have come, um, and they're in Ecuador. They're doing their own ministry. They, they're they here um, because God called them here and, and their own path, but we get to intersect with them and get to use their gifts and skills um, in our ministry sites, that using art for brain development, fine motor skill development, holistic mm-hmm. person development. It's just so exciting um, to see them. We have other people that are knocking on the door and asking if they can come and work with us full time and are in process to, to come. And it's just so exciting to see it grow. <laughs> and then um, because of back to Brenda, we promised this that we'd come back to this. Brenda has done such an incredible job. Many of you listening have had the chance to meet her, but she has not only done fundraising for herself for four years of of medical and well nursing school, um, she has done such a great job of being able to share that vision and share what uh, that education can do um, out of a community like hers. That we are going to be able to start very limited, very <laughs> small, but be able to to sponsor um, a few more students. 
for the opportunity to go to university. And Brenda is willing to continue to, to work and dream and fundraise and be the advocate for those students. And so we get to, um, to grow and expand just in a little tiny way right there. Mm-hmm. So number 10 is expansion in all uh-huh. those different ways. Exciting things ahead. Exciting things ahead. So um, thank you for being a part of our life. Thank you for being a part of Education Equals Hope. Thank you for living these top 10 moments of 2021 with us. And we look forward to the journey to continue. If you would like to know more or if you would like to financially support any of these students, we can't give away the micro scholarships if we don't have the funding. So we would love for you to, to give $10 a month, $30 a month, $50 a month, million a month. Oh, yeah, let's do that one. Yeah, whatever you feel like. (laughs) Please go to www.educationequalshope.org and find the Donate Now button. Thanks for being a part of this, and we appreciate you so, so much. Thank you, Carita, for being with us. Thanks for having me. And see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.